Okay. So we're back. <laughs> Same night, episode three, part three, I guess so you could say. Uh, what did you just bring up about Lilith? Uh, Lilith, um, Adam's original wife. Yes. Before in some, in some, you know, uh, interpretations. interpretations. And yeah, here's the thing about that, because like in some books of the books that were left out of the Bible, it, it talks about Lilith. The apocrypha. Yeah. It, yeah. That's what it's called. I think it was like what, like hundred books or something like that. It's a yeah. I mean, obviously, the Bible amount. currently has sixty six books, and um, <laughs> to say like, oh shit. There's a shitload of more books that were left out that were supposed... I don't know who's to say what was supposed to be left in there or not. Well, it was supposed to be um, like what they wanted in the Bible, the actual Bible, in the, in the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Um, they just wanted like the books that were, I guess, they were ordained by the higher yeah. power or whatever. It wasn't... And what the Apocrypha was, it was just like the Gospels of the Bible that were left out because... Yeah. I guess the Dead Sea Scrolls originally, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, um, like, I don't know, it wasn't, it didn't have, like, a religious aspect to it. It was yeah. just, like, you know, written by just, like, you know, your fellow man or whatever. Yeah. It was more historical than it was religious. Yes, exactly. Uh, and originally what I meant by that was uh, by, uh, who's to say, like, divinity-wise, like, oh, was they supposed to be a part of the Bible or were they not? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, it's very perspective. We don't know because, you know, whoop-de-whoop. Awesome <laughs> translation. The, the, yeah, exactly. You know, they decided that, oh, no, this fits more well for now. This fits more to our understanding, like whoop-de-whoop. Uh, rich white man type thing, or Italian, I guess, at the time, or Roman, whatever you want to call it. Um, it fits more to this perspective of the time in the place, you know. Oh no, women are known as less than men, so it fits more perspective to leave out this book that happens to give women equal rights or hmm. happens to see women in the same footing as us. Oh, let's leave out this perspective where. Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah, like oh, let's yeah, we don't need this book because this book talks about how slavery is fucked up, you know, whoop whoop, that kind of thing. And now, now you have this Bible that's meant specifically for. That, um, you know, oh, it caters and turns up my experience. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I think we were talking about this a little bit last week. How uh, it's your job to interpret it how it fits best for this uh, relative point of view. Guess what? It's not, you're not going to go to hell because you eat a lobster anymore. (laughs) As opposed to back then. Eating it on a Friday, the whole thing. Yeah, you're not, or because you eat pork or because whatever. Uh, does that apply to you know the time and days have changed now? Does that apply to a man lying with another man type thing or a woman lying with another woman? You know who knows? You know I mean is that really hmm. that big of a sin anymore? You know. Well, uh, referring to a dogma, yeah. And that one scene where they're in yeah. the back of the bus, yeah, you sure know, it's like, exactly what you're talking about. Where they're discussing the same thing. Big and, scenes um, are always the same. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember back when um, eating meat on a Friday was a hell-worthy trespass. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. you know. I, I think that's an underrated quote of that movie or underrated part of the movie. Because that's one of my favorite ones. That always stuck out to me. Because he yeah. is absolutely right. Like, I, uh, what, like, if you break it down, like I remember when this, which is whatever, eating in a fry, which is no big fucking deal, but it was a hell-worthy trespass. And he's saying that times change, times change. Times change. Yeah, and, and that's really what he's trying to tell you. Like, hey, it doesn't apply anymore. That's Those, those rules don't apply anymore, you know? And I, I think I don't know. I just really like. There's he's saying a lot more there than there than there the old and the new, the east and the west. Yeah, always that conflict. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. They're so going back to the Lilith thing. There's actually cultures uh, or representations of her um, that see her as the first vampire. That sees her as a oh witch, yeah yeah yeah. That Same. sees her as a witch, as a goddess, as a as like a. She, I think now she represents women empowerment or independence. I think I mean obviously that's right. what Lilith fears about. Because she originally left Adam because she didn't want to be submissive to him. 
you right. know that and it was like and then she and now all of a sudden she's evil you know according you know, to the, like yeah like she stood up for herself and then yeah. now you have this whole culture culture of people believing like oh he was this fucking asshole or whatever yeah but it's like oh you know like i'm woman hear me war yeah it was you more know? of that than anything yeah I didn't even know that. Like now that you mentioned it, you know mm-hmm. the Lilith Fair, you know Sarah yeah. McLaughlin. Yeah, absolutely. Again, yeah. which I'm super for. Like oh, I, I have hell no yeah. qualms with that at all. Yeah, but um, like I remember reading about Lilith in this book. It was at Barnes and Nobles. I don't remember what it was called, but I guess it's just like um, well, uh, Alexander of Macedonia. Mm-hmm. He's the one that coined the term barbarian. Okay. And do you know like where he where that came from? No. Where no. it from? It was uh, like in one of his many travels, he came across these like half human, half animal hybrids hmm. where like they had this like uh, animal call. It sounded very like something like barbar. Oh, okay. Almost like and, a bark, yeah. Yeah, and that's where he coined the term barbarian. Hmm. Barbarian. I know it's just like in that same book. It just kind of like reminded me of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. Just like random tidbit, but one of the uh, I guess you would call the unrealistic superpowers. But one of the superpowers I always wish that I'd have was to be able to see what happened at any time and place during any location. Not necessarily oh, the man. future. I wouldn't want to say the future, but even like my house right now, I'd want to see what happened a hundred years ago and just like they'd almost be like holograms. And if I could go back far enough in time, I'd want to go back to the Greek god times like did they really you know was there really greek gods or yeah going back to like oh you know who like you had the spreadsheet like come on like how much of this like yeah yeah and i could just like know the history just history oh absolutely uh, yeah, man just, definitely and i'd see it play out in front of me like a hologram you know and then no actual just history to be and stuff. like to bear witness yes to, like, exactly what actually happened wouldn't want to change opposed. shit i wouldn't want to go back and try and travel shit i just want to see it just just see what like the, the heisenberg uh-huh uh, like theory without the heisenberg effect yeah guess, that's a know? pretty that's a good way of putting but like how yeah. do you like step outside of something to like step outside of it? You so know? you wouldn't affect the actual, exactly. yeah the experiment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, but even even like even that so far like the fucking nineteen fifties and Ro- or forties in Roswell, New Mexico. You know, like oh, were oh, there really right. aliens? Like, let me know the the real truth. Of what like, happened? Can I go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't. Thing, you know, just look out in front and have it play out for me in front. I always wish I could do that. Honestly, like. One of the, like the first things that crossed it to my mind, like I came across that concept, I don't know when or mm-hmm. what or whatever, but um, it's this uh, song called "The Ride of Spring." The Ride of Spring. Okay. Uh, did you ever see Fantasia? Uh, yeah, yeah, briefly. Uh, long time. <laughs> long ago. time ago. Yeah. All right. You remember the one with the dinosaurs? Kind of. Yeah. Like over the cliff type thing. Or... Uh, just like just random like birth of the earth and then yeah. like evolution essentially. And, uh, like, what, um, the composer, Igor Stravinsky, mm-hmm. like, he premiered that song somewhere, I, I think it was in Germany, somewhere in Eastern Europe, I want to say. Well, sure, I don't probably. remember. Yeah. But, um, when he premiered that song, it was just, like, totally, like, not the norm, like, people lost their minds. It decided to riot. Really? Yeah. From that song. And, like, what always, like, tripped me out was just, like, something with no lyrics which has always been like one of my like, like 
the core of like music for me where like you don't need lyrics it's just like the music yeah where something like that could incite a riot like people just like lost their minds yeah why was it inciting a riot or whatever you know wait real quick to go back to oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna ask you um because i really want to know why but trent reznor i think uh, uh, oh yeah yeah. one of his favorite songs slash worst songs that he ever created that is uh closer and he says like he he absolutely loves the music to that song and he hated that he had to write lyrics for it because he thought that he had a beautiful song that was crippled by whatever lyrics and i remember thinking hmm. that and i was like holy shit you know like i tried to listen to the song without lyrics and i'm like oh, he's right this is a fucking great song it's almost like metal jazz it's, I, it's hard to explain it it's like uh, I, it's it just it, to me it's just uh, what I mean by you know by jazz it's just like it, it it's an awesome piece of art, and he says like oh yeah but it's crippled by these horrible lyrics that are make it seem like it's all like oh you know I'm edgy oh I'm right cool. right and, uh, but I but I just wrote this beautiful song with music and you know th- th- that kind of thing like oh you know pop culture made me put lyrics to it and now I have this song, but I you know, it's just cool what you're saying like yeah you can enjoy something without that kind of thing absolutely you know like and he does that have that effect on me especially like yeah. not like um. The major Nine Inch Nails releases, you know, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the, the, the B sides yeah. and like the imports and this and that to have like you know like some of the stuff that you wouldn't hear on the radio, right, right. Because ev- obviously, like everybody's favorite Nine Inch Nails song is Closer, yeah. And I'm not gonna hit on it because it's like okay, it's here it's like how are you not gonna like that mm-hmm. fucking song, you know? But like, I guess like trying to like get into like him, you know, like. At least for me, when I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know, like hearing them, Downward Spiral before, because yeah. I really liked his old stuff. Uh huh. I really liked his old stuff. I, you know, had like a whole like, yeah, of course, the yeah. whole Pretty Hate Machine. And album. I heard he hates it. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. like, oh man, I was a kid. Like, what would you like that shit? Like, yeah, like, oh, and I could see where he's coming from, but it's you know, but it's great to me, man. You know, just yeah. like at least you know, growing up with it, you know, it's like, oh wow, you know, like he has that angst, you know, like. But it's like, yeah, like, you know, like, all these normies or, like, yeah, whatever you would yeah. call, like, you know, like... Especially back then, because you don't really use that term anymore because you kind of get over it. You're right. But back then, like, yeah, you definitely felt like, oh, he's, exactly. he's a part of them, or the machine, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we look different for a reason. We're yeah, that kind of thing. Cool, it, it, it's almost felt like you're trying too hard back then. But it was great, because that's how you felt back then. You exactly. Know? Like, you could relate yeah, to it, you absolutely. know? Absolutely. But, um... Like go back to like why was the why did the music incite the riot like uh, at least like the piece with the oh edge? because people never heard anything like that yeah you know? it was just like something like like people walked out and then I mean obviously I don't know like the actual story uh-huh. but but you know people were just like you know I guess like burning shit and like I'm trying to think like the way you can relate to it nowadays where like you know like well I guess like everything on fire or whatever I guess like music uh, or art in general it's supposed to change something and change and inside you emotionally that. yeah he he's did supposed that. to and the fact that he's able to do that without lyrics I guess it's it's credit to how powerful the music is uh, there's definitely uh, art show pieces that because I remember seeing some stuff like obviously I'm gonna look at something like Jackson Pollock or something and I'm gonna say like what's a big fucking deal you know I, I can look at a lot of abstract art and like uh, what's the big deal and I'm like why would you pay hundred thousand dollars for this it, it doesn't make sense to me right like, you know and then there's times where i'm looking at something where like i'm looking at a piece of art literally and um and who cares how much it costs but i'm looking at it and it just incites something in me where i get emotional and it brings a tear to me and i'm like oh hmm. my god this this piece is moving this piece is moving this is talking to me this is like i whatever the artist was trying to do i don't know if he was trying to do this but he's doing it you know that kind of thing gotcha yeah it, it, i feel that way I feel that way about um, 
you know, just like I get it. You know what? If I had, the, if I was a millionaire, I would spend a hundred grand to buy this in my home because it did move me in a certain direction, in a certain way. Yeah. So how about like Banksy in that same respect? I think he's more political than anything than he wants to admit. But he uh, again, what he's trying to say, um, well, a lot of times with there's certain things, it's like, oh, I get it, and he's making a point. He's making a point more than he's making a uh, an emotional response, right? Which which is a little bit different. Uh, but I applaud him for any, any way he's doing. But I definitely looking at it in a different way. Like obviously, I'm not comparing Banksy an artist, Picasso's an artist. One of them involves an emotional response, and the other one involves, uh, like I guess, a neural response or an emo- uh, you know, emotional, mental. like political, yeah, uh, political view, cultural, yeah. something like, like, oh, I get what he's trying to say. Hey, that's that's pretty cool. As opposed to something where I'm just crying. Oh my god, you know, like that kind right. of thing. So I'm gonna give more credit to someone who involves an emotional response to me, as hmm. opposed to the guy who's fucking clever. You know, but but that that's how I compare the two. Just because I see Banksy more as a political artist than anything. Because he does have that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure he's that stuff. I'm sure, I, you know, it could, you know, he's been a forever. And I'm sure he can do something that would like, oh, wow, this gets me. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure. But just overall, that's the He's done it for me. Yeah. Like, personally. What, what, um, part, what piece do you... Did you ever see the Banksy in New York The documentary? documentary? No, yeah. not yet. Uh-uh. Well, there's this one where it's called War Horse. Mm-hmm. Where it's, um... Where, um, sorry, um, like the actual piece, well, like just to backtrack a little bit, like what he did in that whole documentary, it wasn't like, he didn't do it purposely for the documentary, uh, like people just kind of like followed him around, like just from like posts that he had on the internet. Yeah. Where I'm going to be in New York for this like selective amount of time, I'm not going to tell you exactly where I am, I'm just going to like do stuff. I'm gonna like post it and just like some like cryptic like message. Yeah. And whoever gets it, like just like go to it. Yeah. But um, it was a uh, like the piece itself. It was just like a car in front of a wall. He had his this piece where there was this like this, like a guy like in a it wasn't hazmat too. What are the ones where like they have like goggles like a suit like the that, uh, you mean not a full hazmat suit? It, it wasn't a hazmat suit. I, that's like all I know how to compare it to. Yeah. You mean well, like a bio, just a mask, a bio mask? Something like, it was just like kind of like, you know, like spray can, but you know, with great detail. Yeah. Um, He said that he got the inspiration for that piece from like this uh, video from, I don't know, somewhere back east where, you know, the U.S. was bombing some like random like village somewhere. Mm-hmm. And just like the commentary was like, in like oh, Vietnam or shit. No, sure. um, Middle East. I'm sorry. Oh, the Middle East. Okay. Where, um, like, there's like you know like people like uh, officers or whatever the, they come across like these like I think they were kids. Yeah. And it's like the the soldiers or whatever down there communicating with like the people in the helicopter. Higher ups, yeah. I've seen that video. Like, I mean, there's a couple of them, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But, you know, it was, like, pretty messed up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much, like, uh, can we kill these kids already? Mm-hmm. Like, let's bomb them? Okay. And they bomb them just, like, just, like, say pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was based on that. And, like, everything, yeah, like, you know, going back to it, like, everything that he's done, 
has always had this like relevance to it where it's just not like you know like pissing people off like mm-hmm. there's like you know uh there's a core to it you know there's like this aspect where you know like it's not just like supposed to piss you off you're like you're supposed to think about it you know? yeah and i don't know i guess people miss the message it's more just like oh wow like that shock value that yeah you absolutely earlier, yeah you know? but it's not like they don't think beyond that yeah yeah i could definitely see that and it, um i think for most artists well, i think for most political artists if you can get an emotional response that's the key where, where you can oh you get your message you achieve yeah you, you get know, your message across your purpose, at the same time right. you read and you reveal an emotional reaction and that causes you to at, at the very least speak about it you know uh water cooler kind of topics like oh well what do you think he meant by that you know that kind of thing and that's probably your goal i mean I mean, you know, that would be my goal if I was an artist, but, uh, you know, I, I want to take that piece out. I actually want to see that documentary. I haven't seen that in a minute. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, good. I think, well, as soon as it comes on Netflix, <laughs> you know, I gotta think I'd check it out. If it's I saw it on um, HBO or on Showtime, demand? like, one of those. Yeah. Like, that's where I remember, like, seeing it. Yeah, no, I'm checking it out. Have you ever gotten a reaction from uh, Jackie joining us again? Yes. Have you ever gotten a reaction, uh, like an emotional reaction from a piece of art, or or let's say, um, yeah, yeah, like a piece of art you ever looked at something and you just felt like it connected with you emotionally? No. No. Like a drawing. I like a drawing or a painting Pain- or a sculpture. Mm-hmm. No, like that. that hit me emotionally. Yeah, no. where you felt like man, I don't know, you don't know what the artist is going through, but you don't care because it's you're going through this, you know, that kind of thing. No, but those one, like. Pet commercials really get to me. Going with Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> They're pretty bad, right? Those are so sad. Arms of an angel's background. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sarah really McLean. sad when they're looking at you. Oh, uh, little fair we just on. Yeah, we were, it, she did bring up so that. Da 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 da. No, but like a picture, that. picture. No. Yeah, it's like it's interesting. You know, just like the way that they have those inform- infomercials, but like this. These like random kids in these third world countries. Yeah. And well, those yeah, like journalistic, like kind of. Those, but I yeah, think it's the same concept, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, we can make money off animals in the same exact way because, Aww, like, so to sad. a certain core, it, it is that. Yeah. But to a certain extent, you know, it it would make you feel, I don't know, more sorry for the animals, just as like a. Egotistical, yeah. egotistical, like human being, you know. I, you know what it is? It's weird because if you're asking me to like. Um, I mean, it's a bad example using old homeless people because I do feel sorry for them. But if you're if you're putting out to me like an old you know homeless person to feel sorry for or a puppy, oh man, so my heart bleeds to the puppy a little bit more than it does with the old person. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. In one of the sandals, yeah. Like, you ever see a homeless person with a dog? You feel sorry for the dog. <laughs> yeah. It's like in like immediately like in just that segment alone, just like yeah. that one thing. It's like, I don't know, it's just like, for me, like, I think about, like, why is that true? Like, why is that so? Because it is true, like... Because dogs have... You validate it. No, like, because the lady, like, when we used to go to Kings yeah. Games, uh-huh. and there was that lady we used to give money to under the bridge. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean, yeah. She had, like, a pet dog and a cat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, like, I like her even more because, like, she has to go out of her way to, like, actually feed these animals... Yeah. When she's trying to feed herself, too, I was like, good for her. And then I that honestly, guy that has the yeah. dog on his shoulders. But, I mean, part of it is companionship. And the number part is when they don't have any food, they're going to eat them. There's actually been, like, some graphic <laughs> novels, you know, comic books to laymen. But I feel like there's been, like, you know, because I feel like a little kid. And these comics, you know, the... 
mm, everyone gonna automatically think if you're not into comics you're like oh comics are for kids that kind of thing but there's really there's really you know whatever the medium is good writing is good writing you know True. I mean? that's how True. I feel Absolutely. whatever the medium is and it, you know whether and most of them are intended for adults that are gonna get it and there's times where I'm like oh my god this comic made me cry like literally cry this is so heartfelt so touching but if I was reading a, a Hemingway novel or if I was reading an Oscar Wilde it wouldn't be no, no one, oh wow you're crying from, the, from that book man that's great but if I'm because I'm reading something by Jeff Loeb or Garth Ennis, you know, someone like a comic writer, like, oh, I look at this guy, you know, he's such a little kid. Like, what? <laughs> no, why? That's why. Why? You know, it's good writing is good writing. You know, it doesn't matter who, what medium it happens to be, whether it be graphic novels or, or regular novels, you know, I, 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 whatever the emotional response that you take out of it, uh, it, whatever the artistic is, dude, there's songs that make you cry. There's fucking, oh, uh, there's cheesy absolutely. ass movies. There's cheesy movies that are so horrible, but they get to you on an emotional level sometimes. I'm like, oh. That's but so what sick. makes them cheesy, like, if they get oh, to you? Oh, okay, Big Daddy, perfect example. Big Daddy is a cheesy movie. It's an Adam Sandler movie. It's, but there's but just because it's an Adam Sandler No, no, it's, no, I'm telling you, it's a cheesy movie. It's, you know, scripts like mediocre. Everything's mediocre about it. Oh, it's cheap laughs, whatever. But there's parts, there's a part in the movie that towards the end, they're like, oh my God, it got me though. And it, and it selected It's very kiddish, like Chaplin's well, kid. It's very, the like, kid. fucking puppy. It's a puppy with a sad song behind it, playing for you. And it's going to get an emotional response to you. Damn. Even though it's all it is. All it is is a puppy with a sad song playing behind you. It's nothing special, nothing new, but it's still going to get you. It's been done before, but just but in a different way. It's still going to get you. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it, but the whole point is emotional response. And it's okay. Good Good that you, you're still human, you know? We're still human, even though we're going to, you know. You have a soul. It's not like, there's not like, like the way that they have reality TV shows, there's not reality movies. Yeah. I know there are. Yeah. But it hasn't been like marketed in that way yeah it's like well i guess a documentary would that be considered a reality movie no i mean it could but just like not in the sense that it's marketed in the way that reality tv shows are yeah like like say like um (laughs) for example like uh the kardashians they have you know the kardashians Mm -hmm. and then it kind of stemmed from like kim and what's your face in miami and then new york or whatever you know there's not like a franchise like in the way that there's like like say that they would come up with like Kardashian's first movie or something right and from there that they would branch off into something else like in the film industry like mm-hmm. as a movie yeah you know? legitimately not like you know Kim doing her part or whatever yeah or whatever. yeah even though that's more reality to me than anything you know? it is that's <laughs> like and, and I think that like people are scared of that I don't know like, yeah like whatever sensibilities that they think they want to have it offends it. We're like, uh, like the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know, like, and I think that's like super relevant today. You know, like yeah. that's like one of those like concepts Sl- where were, were we talking about slut shaming earlier? Me and you. Uh, last night. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, and it, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Good point. Yeah, I'm against. I'm against. I'm against it. I'm against slut shaming. And it's fucking. I'm up. not. Yeah, I know you're. Fuck not. those sluts. Oh my god! You Just see kidding. what I'm talking about? Yeah. No. Just kidding. I love the sluts. You know you'd be considered. Uh, hey, what would I be considered? You'd be considered a slut in some. Why? Corner. That was in a different life. It was like ten years ago. So a what decade, if I maybe. slept with like twenty guys? <laughs> I'm like, just saying. A long time. Ago. I'm just saying. No, I'm just I think it's wrong to slut shame. What were we talking about that we thought that I was specifically were saying about slut shaming? Is that cool or whatever? Um, what, was it a movie shit. or was it a? That's what I'm trying to remember. Like That's we were just talking about it last night. Yeah. How dare but, like, so you're I'm for it or against it? 
I'm for the sluts. Are you for slut shaming or no? Again? No, I. I think women should do whatever they want with their bodies. Okay, that's good. I point. agree that yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think people. I don't think women. I think people women. should be do whatever they want. I don't with think their men bodies. should do whatever they want with their bodies. Oh, okay. So, I, just because, like you know, that's the way like society is like. The man has always been like the higher up, but right. it's like not even like talked about it anymore. Just yeah, because because they do it's do the norm. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I get it. What do you think? Yeah, but of course I'm against it because I, I really just, sexual independence, man. It's like the same idea they had in the sixties. I'm surprised we're even still talking about it now. Can we burn a bra right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, really, I'm surprised that we're even talking about it now because I thought the revolution was in the sixties with the whole point about like sexual freedom, sexual. Revolution. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for do bowmies, do your you know, do your thing. Uh, obviously, be safe about it. But that's a diff- different kind of concept, but you know it shouldn't be. Oh, I know exactly what we're talking about. Chasing Amy. We were talking about the movie Chasing Amy and how Ben Affleck's character, like, I remember... Oh, yeah, there we go. And I remember the, uh, like, I remember at the time watching Chasing Amy, because it was, like, the second Kevin Smith film I ever saw, and I remember relating so much to Ben Affleck, like, oh, yeah, he's absolutely right, you know, that kind of thing. And I remember seeing it now, and I remember, now he, like, we were talking about, because I'm 30 now, and he, at the time, he's in his late 20s, early 30s, filming that movie, and he's talking about how, like, oh, he's giving her the whole how, how dare you speech because of right. that, how, you know, whatever she did in her youth or her past. And he's trying to make her apologize for her past. And I remember that mentality, like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, she's the bad guy in this. And I remember watching that movie recently as I got older. And I'm like, he's ridiculous. He's being ridiculous. How dare he try to make her feel ashamed for something in the past? And regardless, like, he really should get over it, grow up. You know, it, right. it's it's not that doesn't even apply anymore. That in this day and age is not, not even a big deal. The shit she did, okay, she had fun, but she's with me now, and she's not doing that stuff now. You should be able to joke about it. You should be able to laugh about right. it. Right. And I remember thinking, like, uh, you know, whatever, when I was watching it again, like twenty, being twenty five or in my mid twenties, and I'm being younger than him. Like, why didn't he have the mentality? And and I it completely made me look at the movie completely different because he's not. Uh, he's not right anymore. He's not justified right. in my eyes anymore. She is, and he's fucked up. He's the bad guy now in, the, in this movie. You know, she's the one that that kind of got the short end of the stick. Yeah. In my case, you guys seen the movie, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he was totally in the wrong. Yeah, but I remember but thinking, like, yeah, when it first came out, I was agreeing with him. <laughs> no, same, same. Yeah, same, same with yeah. me, man. Like, because I uh, told you about uh, Sumi. Uh-huh. I remember. And, like, I wasn't, like, I had seen it once before, just uh, from, like, you know, my friends from high school, like, yeah. Adrian, Enoch, Richie, and all of them. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a pretty good movie, and, but just like, oh, man, that's messed up, you know, whatever he went through, because yeah. it's like, you kind of, like, conform to it. It's like, oh, man, poor guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> poor guy. But then, after, like, going through it, it was just more like, and watching it again, it's just like, just like, you know, it was like super weird. Almost like, um, I don't even know what to compare it to, but like the same thing that you've seen before, and it's like kind of done in this completely different view, just like from your end. Yeah. Almost like it's like an interactive thing as you as a viewer. Yeah. With something that hasn't changed, like it's there, like you could watch it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. But then like whatever, like, it is that you go through it's like something completely different it's like like it, it blows my mind I don't it, know. it's weird how your experiences like uh like you love that movie growing up and you know and your experiences as you grow older 
uh, completely change your point of view where it changes everything you thought you knew as a kid to, you know, different... Uh, I really, really fascinated with that kind of thing, watching or listening even, you know, lyrics from certain songs or TV true, shows, true. episodes from remember, like, oh, my God, I, I feel... Because you always feel like, oh, now I know everything. <laughs> You're always feeling in that moment where, like... One of those. Because you always know more than you did before. You always do. And you always feel like, oh, now I know everything, and I don't think I'm ever going to know more. My mentality now, I'm good. I'm not going to know better than I do now because I know everything I need to know. So, like, it's always interesting <laughs> to, like, go back in time, like, oh, no, oh, you know what, like, let's watch, let's watch, oh, I have a different mentality now because I know way more because I know everything now. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, we're listening to these podcasts or if we talk, but how, like, 20, 10 years from now, I'm gonna be like, how, what the fuck were we thinking having an opinion on this? <laughs> you know, we had no That's right. That's awesome, you know? like, to talk yeah, about something great. like that. It, like, it, it is it's, really It's good. a growth thing. Yeah, absolutely, that. yeah. Like, the evolution of your soul, essentially. Yeah, that's a great mentality. I mean, I, I people disagree with me some, but I think the mentality, the mind, and the soul. Yeah, what's up? Babe? You're gonna go smoke. No. Let's let's hear your voice a little bit more before. Smoke pole. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear your voice a little bit more before you. I don't have you. anything interesting to say. I'm so boring. No, but it's I not about know. that. It's just like about you expressing yourself. It's just like another concept of like. Love had um, the same. I remember when we were first recording that. You said like, oh, you know what? Let me think of something before I remember. Let me think. Of oh yeah, yeah. I remember you said that. Let me think of something interesting to say before we head over. Like it's not about. No, it's just gonna but come. I started panicking because I overthink. So, like, I have a dumb, horrible like, uh huh, like um. Habit of overthinking everything. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, so overanalyzing. Like, I do. Like, I do overanalyze. Like, you know, when you told me, I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to talk about? Like, should I Google, like, all these, like, great comedians? Like, what am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, no. <laughs> and, you know, like, I just came over, like, well, we were drinking at your aunt's house. Yeah. He's like, oh, let's go do the podcast. Like, all right, like, let's go. <laughs> And then yeah, it's but just I like, get scared when I drink and I start it's, talking. It's organic and, and it's great and it's authentic. That's what people, I, well, that's what I like to hear when I hear someone on a podcast. Running, it's just the authenticity of someone. But just I don't talking. want somebody to hear me say something and they're like, oh, she's so offensive. Oh, this is the internet. You're already offensive. This is the too. internet. Come it's going to be that way. Regardless. Oh, God, yeah. I know. I've already. <laughs> Jeez, you're telling me. Uh, what, well, just give us a view on like your opinion. I've, okay, have you ever seen something? Where you changed your mind completely about something uh, after you saw it through your brand new older eyes, that kind of thing. Um, nothing specific that I can think of, but just I'm like, just like marriage, maybe like, just like when I was younger, I would think like marriage is supposed to be perfect, and then I realized it's. Did you think? Because I we I I you know um, I think I was talking to my grandma about this recently, but. It's that mentality. Do you think we're doing the right thing? Remember, I've told you about this, how, like, I want our kids to see us fight because I want them to see us make up, too, so they know that there's no perfect marriage. I don't want them to have a false illusion to think, like, oh, my parents never fought. That means I haven't found the right guy because I'm always arguing with this guy or vice versa. You know, and I feel like it's important to see to have our kids see us fight. And then I see them next day. We're lovey-dovey because we made up. No, and I yeah, think that, definitely. I, I think that's important. Do you think because the reason why is because I never wanted Gwen or Tom to grow up thinking like there's a perfect man out there for you, and the perfect man you guys are never gonna fight. And if you do fight, he's not the right guy for you. So dump him or dump her. That no, yeah, and like not to be a Debbie Downer, because like when I was growing up, like my parents were always like lovey dovey. Like I always saw them like all right. over each other and like yeah. for the most part happy. 
And yeah, then, out of nowhere, so, the divorce came. Yeah, I don't know where it was like, oh, so, we're getting a divorce. So you think that that what that led to that? If you would have maybe yeah. if you would have seen them fight more often, or it was a back and forth thing, that would have been different, right? Yeah. So for me, it was like super it wouldn't have devastating. given you a false, false hope, or it wouldn't have been so. Yeah. yeah. So the first couple of years of our marriage took a lot, and I think also because we were like super young. Uh huh. I mean, there's and a like, lot of factors for us specifically. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was just, but I think really, because I, I held on to that whole like, oh, Prince if he was Charlie, my husband, he man. would be like. You know, he would act this way, and yeah. this would be perfect, and and just when it didn't happen that way, it was kind of like, oh shit, like what do I do? I don't know how to handle yeah. it. And of course, there was like all these people in my ear telling me to do one thing, mm-hmm. but I really felt like, like I want to stay here and I want to work it out, and I want somebody to tell me, um, like not to get into specifics, but like I remember we were arguing about something, and. It was, like, a pretty big argument. You and had cheated on me, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what it was. <laughs> and, like, I really, like, I talked to, you know, whoever knew about the situation. And, like, I wanted, and I really just wanted somebody to tell me, like, you know what? Stay with your husband. Work it out. Because everyone was like, oh, no, just, you know, just forget about just it. Just leave him. Fuck we'll him. help you raise the kid. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember idiot. the only person that your told me that. Aunts. Yeah. The only no. Yeah, it was. It was your idiot aunts. No, yes. no. No, let's put no, it out there just, for them. <laughs> no, no. And like the only person I remember that told me to work it out and stick to it was your mom. Oh really? She was the only one, and I was like, please, like somebody tell me. Well, you know, duh, I just that's need somebody to She's tell my me. mother. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think because you know, like she was going through her own stuff and. And yeah, yeah, you're her son, but I think she could tell like that we really cared about each other and loved each other. And well, I mean, I think that I didn't know that about you, about you, the 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 way you saw your parents grow up, because that really just I needed someone to justify that for me, like because it's obviously you know just a new way we're trying to raise our kids, and I, there's no study for it I, that that I know, but I wanted our kids to I you know like I don't want them to think marriage is supposed to be perfect or you're gonna find the right one for you. If you guys don't fight, or if you guys are always lovey dovey, yeah, that's not the way the real life works. Yeah, and I didn't want them to have that false conversation of it. Or, or mm-hmm. so I wanted them to, to, to look, look, kids, we're fighting and we hate each other right now. But guess what? We're probably the next day or the day after, we're gonna make up and we're back to lovey dovey. You know, whoop do whoop. And it, and it has zero effect on the way we treat them, and it has zero mm-hmm. effect on the way we treat each other. It's just that you know, and now they when they when they do get into a relationship, hopefully it's subconsciously it's sunk in where. Oh, guess what? Like, oh, yeah, we're fighting. Yeah, you know how it goes. And, it's, and it, as opposed to, like, oh, he's not the wrong one for me because we're always arguing. Fuck him, you know, that kind of thing. Or fuck her. Oh, like, he did something wrong. Let me leave him. Oh, no. Or, you yeah. know, by the way, the, the, here's the mistake that, you know, oh, no, she's not the one for me. You know, no, I don't want them to have the mentality. Uh, what do you think, love, as an outsider for for that kind of thing about parenting? or I, But but as an outsider for relationships. And, yeah. So, yeah, so. Um, no, that's an interesting point, you know, where, like, like, just in general, you know, like, where you think, like, I guess you have a grasp on a situation, you know, like, that's like, oh, yeah, you know, things are going great, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know, she wanted to go out with her friends one night. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, like, I cannot live like this. You know, <laughs> this is like, like, you know, like, whatever, you know, it's like, like, I don't know, personally, I think, uh, like if you trust a person that you're with, like really trust them. Like you trust them, they trust you. Like really, like whatever really is. Uh-huh. Like it should be okay. And I know it's not that easy all the time, 
even when you do like there's so like that part of you that's like fuck damn five minutes like shit yeah I don't think you're coming back it's midnight oh my god where the fuck is this like you know like I get it but it's just because you know like essentially you give this part to this person that like you don't normally do vulnerability yeah you know yeah and it's like you don't want to hurt over anybody you know like not that you don't want okay like not that you don't want okay how do I word this mm-hmm. um okay like you you don't want to like put yourself in a situation where you you want to be hurt in the same way that you don't want to put them in a mm-hmm. situation that they want to be hurt You're right so you're almost yeah. always on guard slash leaving yourself open to slash on guard. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. like really weird, oh, you know, yeah. like, I don't know how to explain it. You yeah. know, this really weird situation where, you know, it's kind of like a give and take uh-huh. thing. She gives you shit and you take it. Yeah, I know no, how that goes. but it, I definitely okay. feel like that. Like, yeah. like, I want to do something, but then I'm like, okay, well, let me, like, because I know that if I do this, it'll probably whatever. Sometimes like, you just got to say fuck it. That's what I think. I mean, but you really have to consider the other person. Yeah, well, there's definitely, like, um, um, like, there's times of, like, ah, uh, she would like this. Okay, let me do that. You know, and then, you know, that kind of thing. Like, oh, and then there's times of, like, where you do it, and then it's not appreciated, and you're like, oh, fuck her. No, but know. I'm not talking about that. Oh, I don't mean you. Or do I? Whatever. <laughs> I'm saying, like, where you think something's innocent, and you're like, oh, well, she won't mind if I do this, and then you do it, and, it's, and then the other person's like, well, what the hell? Like, yeah. why didn't you, like... Oh, think of me when yeah. you do this, and you're like... But it's something not? that, we're like, I totally <laughs> didn't <laughs> even... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But I think, yeah. like, especially in a marriage, like, if... What was the point I was going to say? I don't know. What is um, the You have a point? You have a, no, it's from Mega History X. That's pretty good. I'm saying, like, you Who's know, because I'm sure there's people, like, cause, okay, so when we were first date or married, whatever, there was a lot of people that you hung out with that I didn't really approve too much of. What? Like, but who, I like wasn't going to... Especially love. <laughs> But I wasn't going to be like, oh, you can't hang out with them. Uh, Marine friends, because... I know you're referring to, right? No, I liked all of them. Oh, okay. I and I was... even though... Did you say it was me? Even... No, no, no. <laughs> even, like, the stories you would say, like... And I would meet, like, oh, here's my wife. And then next thing you know, like, oh, here's so-and-so. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, well, I thought, yeah. you know. But I think, like, in a marriage, like, it's going to work. Like, it doesn't matter who's around you. In a relationship, if, let's say. Yes, in a relationship. Like, I don't think... If, if the relationship's really strong, nobody outside the relationship's really going to influence... You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not going to be anybody to really influence and, like, try to infiltrate on that marriage unless you let them. That... You know what? I think that way about anything, though. Like, nothing's going to offend you unless you let them offend you. Nothing's going to hurt you unless you let it hurt you because it's what you let inside to your vulnerability. Eleanor Roosevelt. That's absolutely right. And you know what else Eleanor Roosevelt, Roosevelt said? She said, Marines are the cleanest, filthiest, dirtiest. Yeah, she had this whole thing about Marines. <laughs> I think it was funny. But yeah, you're absolutely right. No one can hurt you unless you let them hurt you type of thing. And I, I mean, which is kind of bullshit at the same time because that's true of the outside world except when it comes to lovers. Except so when it comes to relationships. Because the whole point... All's fair in love and war. 
Maybe, maybe you could say that. But the whole point of that 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 kind of uh, being in a relationship with someone or being in a uh, being in love with someone is you're giving them your all. You're you're mm-hmm. letting your walls down. The <laughs> that's funny. That's true. I don't know. Like, this is, I this is like think, super true for me. Like I always think you're gonna take bullshit from everybody, mm-hmm. anybody, parents, family, friends, whatever. Yeah. But it's all about like whose bullshit you want to take, like whose yeah. bullshit you're willing to take. Yeah, I you know what I mean? Because in a relationship, you're all oh, there's always gonna be like whatever bullshit. Uh-huh. But it's about who's like you're willing to like forgive and like okay, like yeah, we're gonna go through shit, and I'm willing to forgive you for this if mm-hmm. you're willing to forgive me. Like mm-hmm. we just, I don't know. I think it should be fair. <laughs> And it's not fair. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be fair. I'm totally contradicting myself. But what? what? Are you saying for real? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna be perfect. I'm saying. So yeah. people that think that it's perfect or they're gonna be like in this la la land where yeah, sure. it's black and white, it's definitely not gonna work out if yeah. you really think that way. Yeah, for sure. Like you're living a fucking fantasy if you think. Well, those, I think I, I think those are the people that don't mask. Yeah. I think mean, those are the people that have a lot more trouble. Those are the Christians and the religious. I don't I'm just kidding. It, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I think it's pretty true. I'm not going to say. Joking. You know what? You're right, though. I think <laughs> I think there's something to that, dude. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Move, moving moving topics. Let's move along to the different subjects. Moving to different topics. Uh, Lof, what do you find like the most that you see? The way do you see yourself different as a as a man now? Then you work for obviously you see yourself different. Well, I don't know because I always find myself like I still feel like the same guy. Same, you know, same. it's so weird. Like my it's mentality like, still works the same way, even though I know, t- like I, my point of views are different. You know, they change every couple of years on di- different. Uh, as my point of views are different, my uh, you know the different relationships I have are different, but I still feel like I'm still a kid in, in fourteen years old. You know, it's just right. Weird. Like at least for me, you know, like watching movies. Okay, like this is like. I wouldn't look at it as a coming-of-age story where, like, he yeah. was young and then uh, he's old or anything like that. It's never really that, like, implicit. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, sometimes, like, just, like, just, uh, like, just, like, through some daily routine or whatever, I'm like, man, I think I'm more tired today or I just need to go to bed early or I can't do that anymore during the week or whatever it is, you know? It's just like, like, I'm just fucking tired. Like, I don't want to tell anybody because I don't <laughs> want to get laughed at. But like, I just, I really want to go to sleep. I don't care that like the sun's still out, like blinding me. You know, whatever. And do you feel like a pressure, like because you're of a certain age, you have to be at like this point in your life, and you see people around you, you know, in a different kind of space, oh, yeah. and you feel like you gotta keep up with those people. Yeah, all the time. Like, the people that I went to high school with, you know, these are your, like, MIT, Stanford, Harvard types, you know? And, like, I think it's great for them, you know? It's like, oh, you know, like, it's great and it it's shit. It's great that these people, you know, went to Stanford and Harvard and did all these incredible things with their career. Mm-hmm. But it's shit. That all I could say, like, at the very most is, like, I went to high school with these people that went to Stanford and Yale. But I think there's I'm something... I'm incorporating that into my act. 
<laughs> I think there's something to what, uh, like, you remember Goodwill Hunting? Oh. What Matt Damon said about how, like, you just spent a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on a education that I got for a buck twenty five on late fees at the library. Nice. I I, I love that expression because nice. especially especially because the library the internet is a modern day library. Like, and I remember I used to work uh, not too not too far from a few years ago. I used to work with a job where I ran into a lot of different political figures or or, or lawyers or doctors, and huh. I remember communicating with them one on one. And that was really my first. Um, like a uh, exchange where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like these guys are dumb as shit. <laughs> like they really like it had a thing on a pedestal about like people with degrees where I, where I had originally, and it definitely knocked them down a notch. Like, oh my god, I'm smarter than this asshole. You know, it, it really felt like that. Well, you're gonna say something? Go ahead. No, just um, I forgot who said the quote, but it was uh, something along the lines of, um. Whatever, like, the smartest person in the world is, just, like, try to talk to them in something that they weren't educated in. Yeah, I can see that, and it and, just it, and it just uh, humanizes them, kind of. No, like, they're, like, nowhere near where you think they are, just because... And I hate, who they I absolutely hate that, uh, the, I don't know if it's an expression or whatever, when people say, like, oh, well, he's book smarts and I'm street smart, that's why. I, I fuck, fuck All you. the different types of intelligences, I like, just cognitive I, I, and this and that. Well, no, I, I, get just, you. I just hate I get that you. one specifically, because... There's uh like you're that's that's saying you can't be both. That's saying you can't be have common sense and have and have a, a, a special. Right. You have an opinion about a certain political structure going down in South America. You know that's saying that you can't do both. Oh, you know what? Like I have street smarts, so I don't need to educate myself with uh, certain philosophies or certain you know. Hey, you're really already demeaning yourself because you're saying like, "Well, I was raised in this neighborhood, so I know I know the streets," and that gotcha. means I don't need to know. The, I don't know exactly. I don't, yeah, that means I don't need to read exactly. fucking um, the theory of everything. You know, something like that. Like, I don't, yeah, because whoever said this or did yeah. that, like, you don't I'm know what good, it's like to be you know? me. You know, so fuck him because mm. I know more than, the, or vice versa. The guys who are educated, where I believe, and like, oh. Well, I don't need to know any useful, you know. It's just, it's just, I hate the fact that you have to single out yourself into the whole like street smarts, book smarts kind of thing. You can know both. You can know everything. You have an interest in everything. Who, who gives a fuck? It's almost like you know, like whoever the bench warmer is on your little league team. Mm-hmm. Like, let's assign him some position where right. he can feel special about himself. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I could see something like that. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it's the whole like high school stereotype that you see in movies. I never felt this way going to college myself. I never maybe it was because I, I I do feel like the high school I went to was a little bit special because stereotypes were broken all the time, but you always in every Hollywood aspect of the movies you always get like oh those are the jocks over there and they're dumb as shit but they're strong as shit oh those are the nerds over there they're weak as shit but they're strong but they're smart as shit yeah oh those are the go. goths there those are the outsiders and they know about artsy fartsy stuff but they don't know you know like it, I always felt right. like everything was broken down oh those are popular girls there they're mean and they're not smart it, it just, but they don't have to be. Because yeah, smart, because so they're, they're pretty get... and they're whoop de whoop. Exactly. And it always felt like, oh, like you're breaking down stereotypes. Is this how high school is supposed to be? Because I didn't feel that way at all. But <laughs> I mean, that still is kind of the case now. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I it mean, always will be. There's always yeah. like whatever the generation is. There's always going to be like some aspect of it that's going to kind of like mold to like whatever is. Like, I think it's the slightly thing. breaking down. Like maybe like where stereotypes or gender, or, you know, genres are breaking, like crossing over. I think it's getting more and more likely just because people aren't growing up that way, you know. But because that was the norm for fucking wow, like sixty years of cinema, where every high school movie you ever saw had that kind of stereotype, you know. Up until I can't even tell you what was the last movie I saw where that didn't happen, you know. Hmm. 
so I think it's barely breaking. I mean, I don't know the duff. I don't know. <laughs> was the no, that was the that was the same thing. So, I don't know. She's on that. I don't know. You know, I can't even tell you. Well, I hope it there starts hasn't been down. a movie. Yeah, I hope it starts like, breaking down. <laughs> like, uh, remember Boyhood? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like watching that movie, like it didn't occur to me like right when I saw it because I think we saw it over here. Uh-huh. Like, yep, whatever. And um, I just remember, like, it's, like, one of those movies that, like, if I ever come across it, I'm going to watch it. Of course, yeah. Because I'm just, like, wondering, like, Pick up okay, where off, yeah. like, what point of this movie am I going to, like, you know, like, chime in on? Because I think it has that aspect for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, I'm always, like, trying to, like, look out for that part of it where, like, where is he, like, like, in this, like, spot where he kind of, like, makes that jump. Yeah. To like whatever you know, like manhood is. <laughs> but you know, it's like everybody in that movie. I, like I know it's called Boyhood because it's like I guess predominantly about him. Yeah. But it's about everybody in that movie. Yeah. Because of course, it's the yeah. same people in that movie. Yeah. You know, uh, Patricia Arquette, yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke, oh. and um, the sister. That's the sister, director's yeah. daughter, daughter yeah. or whatever. Richard you know. Linklater's daughter. Uh-huh. You know, it's like wow. Like you know, I'm seeing everybody grow, but like everything that I've read it, it was just specifically about him then I start thinking about like well is it just me that I just misinterpret everything or maybe it's just like one little like thing that I I don't know that I missed you know like yeah. it just like kind of like went over my head but like after watching this movie I like I get it you know mm-hmm. like is it like a failure on my part as a movie watcher I mm-hmm. guess that I miss that thing, but I didn't get it at the first, you know, time around. No, well, I mean, there's definitely, like, I think movies that you see three or four times and you're learning something new every time. I think that's what it's meant for, you know? Hmm. I think that at least something like that. Well, for can... comedies, at least for me, it's always like that for comedies. No, not at all. I think vice versa. Comedies, are got a first time around. But for me, something like anything with, like, a meaning to it, like, uh, let me watch it a few times so I can get what they didn't tell me. Oh, the first okay. Time. I got you. Yeah. 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 But that's just, uh, part of that is me being a film buff. Part of that is me just overanalyzing everything like I usually do, <laughs> you know? That's all I ever do. Did you ever, uh, Jackie, did you ever see a movie that, like, the second or third time you saw it, you looked at it completely different, and you're like, oh, I wonder why I didn't think of that before, or that kind of thing? No. You're shaking your head, but, you know, this is fine. I said no. Yeah, you <laughs> Well, no, you I can't think no, of I can't think of But that, that movie, Boyhood, mm-hmm. I was really, like, I really liked everyone else's story. Like, everyone else's story interested me more than the actual, the actual boy. little boy. Yeah. I think, I'm not that sweet. I think there were, that was... I, I want to say that was purposely the done, yeah. Heard, like, because Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette specifically really catched oh, my Patricia interest. Arquette, yeah, she was... uh, well, both of them because I I felt like uh, I want to say like man, it didn't seem like they changed at all, and then out of nowhere, like oh, then they're completely different people. I'm like right. oh, you know, it just felt like the way to me. Like oh, I didn't see the gradual progression like I did for the boy. Uh, maybe because it wasn't focused on them, but I didn't. I saw Ethan Hawke being like he's a good dad, but he's kind of careless. And then out of nowhere, towards the end of the movie, like all of a sudden he's a really, really great dad. And he's Absolutely. Like oh and shit. It's like oh man, like why aren't they still married? You're like oh. Well. And then I felt mm-hmm. that way for Charquette. Like I felt that way for Charquette, like being like oh she's a great mom. She's trying to do her thing. She's just struggling, but she keeps running into shitty dudes. And then out of nowhere she exactly. Oh man. And then she gets with the great guy. And then like oh man, I wish there were more progression because that not that's not really how it happens. But so he much. ended up being a shitty dude too because she ended up alone. She didn't end up with that one. So day, she didn't did change she? at all through the whole movie. So she got smarter. Years, she so got book smart. Years, well, 
like it was like at his uh, graduation party mm-hmm. party or whatever where um I don't remember like the guy's name or whatever but uh, I guess he owned that burger shop or that fast yeah. food thing and he's like oh you know here's this like a uh, what was it like a bond some kind of a savings bond it's yeah. better than money or whatever and he's like looking over he's like is that your mom and he's like oh yeah <laughs> I don't know, like. Was it the like chubby, like not very attractive? Guy? Wasn't there like a? Was he kind of balding or whatever? He looked like what's his face from um. Bridesmaids. Oh, what's that like? Oh shit, I can't remember his name. Um, Andy Samberg, Terry Crews, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. What's that guy? Oh, like, Joe yeah. yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> like to me, kind of looked like that. Yeah. Because there was like a scene like before when he was younger, he was working for yeah. his like Ferguson. Or Obviously, he, not the leaking man type of guy. That yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like you know that scene you know, where he's like, oh wow, is that your mom? <laughs> and it's just like whatever the next scene was. But right. it was just, like like for me personally, it always like stuck out. I don't know if it was like intentionally for him or just to like give you the impression where like any guy that his mom came across like there was always this like foreshadowing this you know that movie was um it was a gimmick movie and it was uh, for best picture against Birdman which was another gimmick movie oh man and I remember Boyhood being <laughs> the funny thing was like, oh, this took twelve years to make, and Birdman was like, oh, this took twelve hours to make. So it was yeah, like the longest it was, movie it took to make to the shortest movie it took to make. It was almost all one take, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, so that twelve hours, including editing and all everything, you know. But I, 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 but I personally liked. I, I felt more out of those two films. What would you say that you thought them? I, I, I like Birdman personally, but. Well, like, given that dynamic, uh-huh. with the longest and the shortest, like, man, like, like it's almost like, like a horseshoe, like, where they, it's like, mm-hmm. one, one the end, yeah. and then the other end, where it's, just like, so, like, yeah. far across from each other that they kind of connect. Yeah. In the same way that they're trying to, like, not be the same exact thing. Yeah. I think they... Both nailed it. Just not respect. It's just uh, like the circle. same coins, uh, opposite sides of the same coin type of thing. Well, yeah, you know, like yeah. where the, I, I mean, I don't know what anybody else's intention to you know do to accomplish something like that, uh-huh. but they got it. I don't think it was their intention. You yeah, know, like I said, but they were just both trying to do their own thing, regardless of knowing of each other's films. I exactly, guess. you know, like uh, they did it. You, you, know? you saw Birdman. What did you think of that one? Did you catch right away that it was all one long take, or did you not notice till like halfway through? Well, you told me it was, so I oh, okay. so you like before I watched it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought like, like, um, how do you say, like the way they shot it was really, really good. Uh huh. But I really liked uh, Boyhood. Like that one was more like. Did you? I so don't you know, would probably pick. I see. I thought. I thought there was. I saw more character development. From, from Birdman in those two hours than I did from from Boyhood. Michael Keaton or just really? some general Keaton the cast. And Emma Stone specifically. Oh, yeah. As, I didn't it, understand her the, in that movie. She's kind of a spoiled girl. I didn't it, like her. Sounded like I didn't it. Understand yeah. her. She's a spoiled girl of an actor who uh, kind of trying to find her own kind of way, but at the same time, but she still, still had all the perks of still, whatever it was right, you know, growing right. up. With. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I fell in love with Michael Keaton's character specifically, though, because there's yes. definitely like scenes where it's heart wrenching. Him with his ex wife, 
There's scenes with him and his ex-wife. Always, like, man. Oh my god, and it made it made me feel like because obviously the whole stigma there is that Michael Keaton's playing obviously Birdman is Batman, and he's playing he didn't have the career he wanted because he turned down Batman three, and which is true, which is all true. So all this is a true story, and and it felt like oh shit, like this is hitting close to home. Like I mean, like, it has not, nothing to do with them. With the movie, unless you know that it has something to do with the movie, right, right, and and it felt like, damn, Mike, uh, like, are you sure you're okay with opening up sales like this? Because this is hard. And then I remember seeing an interview. I think I sent you the link to that interview where he's. Like, I saw it. Yeah, where it completely. A couple changed, of them. It completely changed my whole point of view of Birdman because I, the whole time I'm thinking like, wow, this is so awesome. He's opening up to his, like, I you know I love Michael King obviously because being a big Batman fan, I was just engulfed with him. And I felt like, man, this is amazing. He's opening up to his, like, how he really felt during this whole time. And then you find out from the interviews that that's not completely opposite of how he felt. <laughs> like, like, he, that's just him acting. That's just him being an amazing fucking actor. Because the, the whole point, like, uh, he, he kind of neglects his kid because of his career failed right, career. Right, right. And then you find out from the, his interviews in real life that, like, oh, no, he chose to walk away because he wanted to spend more time with his kid. It made him a better dad in real life because he's like, oh, I didn't want to I didn't want to have a big career because I wanted to spend more time with my kids. I didn't want to be away from them. Right. That's why I only did movies every now and then. That's why I only chose certain parts, you know? That's why I turned down Batman Good 3. Shit, man. And it just made me feel like, wow, I just respect him so... I, I respect him so much more because he was just opening up to us. And then I found out, like, oh, no, that's bullshit. He was being just that good of an actor. This is how good he is in real life I'm like oh my god it was like oh is there any like, endless, oh, this guy right here you like, I, don't, for this I don't love you for this reason now I'm in love with you for this reason <laughs> like oh it just made me feel so much for him you know that kind of thing but I, I mean I just Birdman hit close to home for me I really like that guy yeah. like that was a good ending scene you know mm-hmm. where uh, Emma Stone like visits him in the hospital yes, he has yes. like he's all bandaged up or whatever they have their whole like dialogue yeah and then just that one scene where it's like She's looking out the hospital window, and you like it's like facing her, you know. But it's also reflecting like whatever is like going on behind her. Yeah, and like you see like the flapping, you know, because like the whole thing in that movie was like I guess she didn't believe. I don't know if it was like that she didn't believe he was Birdman, but yeah, there was always this aspect where like I guess she doubted him as her daughter or as his dad. I guess. Oh, well, they said definitely distance. There's definitely distance between them if that's what they were trying to go convey. Yeah, but it was just in that one scene where she's just like looking out the window. And she's she's seeing like the guy flapping, like yeah. flying in the sky, yeah. and I then think, she just smiles and then it cuts off. Like to I me, that, that was, was more, like yeah, it did it for me. Like, I think that was more representative. Uh, the way I took from it, I think that was more representative of like she's finally seeing his point of view. Obviously, he's not flying. Obviously, he doesn't right. have superpowers. Um, you know, that's the given. But I think like. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? He, just, <laughs> he was illusion. It was illusion. Um, uh, you know, uh, but I think that that point in the, the movie, like she's finally seen where he was coming from. You know, I think that's what that meant to represent. Yeah, I, so I agree. Yeah, she's they're right there connected at the same. Time. Either way, like it just mm-hmm. leaves you with that feeling, you know, right. where like other movies, I guess they, they want to leave it with like a good feeling type feeling, yeah. like at the end of the movie, no matter like what the conflict is. Yeah. Like or sacrificing or, story or plot, exactly, yeah. you know. But it was just done more in a way where it was like, like yes, you know, like uh-huh. this is what I've been waiting for, you know, like yeah. not like something that's just gonna be like handed to me, like where I have to think about it, yeah. Where I'm not like analyzing like the whole movie, you know, with just like this one take camera shot, you know, which is like the really underlying, you know, like motif 
in the movie. That's the behind the scenes part, though. That's aside, aside from how great the script was, how great the acting is. Oh, on top of that, guess what? The director is also amazing. You know, like, it's uh, like that's um, how I felt to that. Uh, I forgot his name, Ignacio or something like that. It's yeah. some Mexican name. Yeah. Like, but that's how I felt. Absolutely. Like, I love the storyline, and I love the acting, and I love the plot. And, like, oh, by the way, this is all one shot. And, and you know, I just, I was like, man, just take more of my money. Take more of my money. <laughs> that's how I felt. Um, dude, we just did another hour, guys. Let's, um, I'll just end it here. Yeah, we're good to go. That's a good. Hey, man, uh, thanks for listening, everyone at home. Uh, we'll be back next week. This we is, shall. This is Snooze and Brews, and we're pretty drunk right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll see you guys later. Bye. Arrivederci, Vito. Hmm. <laughs>